Sometimes life is messy. Have you ever wished you could refocus your mind, home, relationships, and work life? Join us as we use research-based information to make practical changes and simplify life. This is Life Simplified. Welcome to Life Simplified. If you listened to our intro for this month, then you know that we're dedicating all of our podcast episodes for the month of May to Mental Health Awareness Month. As previously mentioned, Mental Health America has put out a toolkit themed, Take Some Time to Look Around and Look Within. In the intro, we discussed mental health basics. If you haven't had the chance to check out that episode, we encourage you to go back and give it a listen when you have the time. Today we will be discussing how the outdoors and nature can impact our mental health. And I think this is a really um, fun topic and a timely topic as we're in May and a lot of people are seeing better weather, more opportunities to get in the outdoors. And sometimes when we think about our mental health, we don't think about how nature can positively impact that. But what we know in research is that there are lots of mental health benefits to just being outside. Things like improved focus lower stress, better mood, reduced risk of developing a mental health condition. So my first question for the ladies today is how does being in nature make you feel? So for me, uh, I enjoy just going out and going for a walk or just sitting outside hiking just in general. So for me, it's more of like a peaceful, clear Mm -hmm. my mind type atmosphere for me. I've always thought of myself as more of an indoor girl, but I think that has a lot to do with allergy season and the outdoors makes me sniffly sometimes. But as I have gotten older, I do enjoy being outside. And if I can take a walk at lunch, then that helps with my afternoon slump. It makes me happy, especially when the sun is shining and it's nice and warm out there. I can just sit out and think about nothing or, you know, or hear the birds. I just don't. It just makes me happy. Yeah, I think I agree with all of those things. There's just something peaceful and relaxing to being out in nature, to getting fresh air like we talk about, and just kind of seeing the sunshine, feeling that warmth, getting some of that vitamin D in our bodies that we miss out on so much. But I can also relate to Ashley and the allergies, because if you're listening to me right now, I may sound slightly different than on most podcasts, because I myself am struggling with allergies. But I don't want to let that deter me from getting out and doing those things that I enjoy and having time out in nature. So we're going to talk about a few different things that we can do in nature and things that are beneficial to our body about the outdoors and nature. And so one thing is a concept of plants and green or blue spaces. Have y'all ever heard of the term green space or blue space? It may be a new one. So I've heard of green space, but not Mm -hmm. blue. Okay. So what have you heard about green space? It's more just having grass or having an environment to go out to enjoy versus a parking lot or Mm -hmm. things like that. So I don't know if that's the right answer or not, but to me, that's kind of what it is. Having a yard or even Mm -hmm. it's like a block in town square, a green type space for people to enjoy. Yes, absolutely. That's exactly it. It's, you know, it's having those spaces where you can actually visually see nature. Green, we think of grass, we think of trees and shrubs and those different things. And so a lot of times when we think of green spaces, we think of parks, um, forests, mountains, anywhere 
aware that we're seeing a lot of of green foliage out there that we can kind of just experience visually. So what do you think maybe a blue space is then? If a green space is all about the greenery, the plants, and all that kind of thing. Maybe the ocean? Yeah, right. So who feels good when they're at the beach? How oh, many of you love the beach? Absolutely. All of us. I'm ready to go all right now. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So the beach is another one of those things. It's nature, but it's not green. And so it doesn't actually fit the term for being a green space. But what they've found when they've done some research is that just the same way that green spaces kind of fuel us and, and increase our mood and make us feel better blue spaces are doing the same thing and that's why you see so many people who can't wait to get to the beach or to the lake or to a river and fishing's a big thing and just sitting and watching the ocean and listen to it can be just mood lifting for a lot of people and you think about it, people like oh i can't that's my happy place that's where i feel relaxed and i can let go of all the stressors of life and so we're finding now that blue spaces are just as vital and just as important to us as green spaces and so i'm wondering when you think about that like are you are you team blue space or team green space or both i think i'm in the middle you know because i really enjoy being outside in the green and then i really enjoy being at the ocean or a lake Mm -hmm. so i think i'm in the middle between Mm -hmm. both i lean more towards the blue space Mm -hmm. i like that ocean i like the sand i like the sounds So for me, I would say both, but we live right on Green River. So, and going through McLean County, you have to cross a bridge to go kind of pretty much almost anywhere. So we, I have a lot of this blue space that I get to enjoy and there are spaces that you can go walk by the river and things like that. And I enjoy doing that. So that makes sense. So both for me. Yeah. And I would agree. I'm I'm kind of both. I lean both ways. I like hiking. I like being in nature, but I also enjoy the beach and those things. And I think for me, I've noticed shifts in green versus blue space for me um, as I'm at different stages of life. Oh, yeah. When my kids were little, blue spaces stressed me out mm-hmm. because getting ready to take small children to the ocean or to the lake is a lot of work. There's a lot of fear. You're worried about can they swim? Are they safe? You can't really relax the same way. But now that they're older and a lot more self-sufficient and I don't have all those worries and all those stressors, I really enjoy those blue spaces again and so actually we're we're planning on taking two separate trips two blue spaces this summer um one with children one without children and i'm looking forward to that because those are both going to be relaxing um situations for me so i think blue space definitely has its place um but i love a good hike so well and you mentioned we've only been kind of really talking about rivers lakes oceans but also waterfalls Mm -hmm. are they're very calming to everybody i feel like and even you can do the sound machines with the water and Mm -hmm. and things like that so it makes me think if you are hiking or whatever a waterfall is a good a good thing you can get both green and blue at the same time yeah and i love that you said that because that kind of segues to the next thought and that when we're thinking about green and blue spaces don't count discount the small things sometimes we think in order to really appreciate these spaces we have to be at the beach or at the lake or in a forest or at the mountains or somewhere where, where we're just completely immersed in the green or blue but the small ways we can get green and blue in our life make a huge difference as well so it can be something as small as having an herb garden in your window of your kitchen 
that brings some of that outdoor in or it can be you know those sounds that you talked about like having the sound of the ocean or a lake or a waterfall can put you in that headspace and really tend to relax you Um, so it doesn't have to be all the big stuff it can be other ways that we can bring it into our life we can bring it into our everyday life having a plant on your desk at work or just anything you can think of that brings the the pieces of the outdoor that soothe you into the indoors can make a huge huge impact so don't discount those little things and and be sure you think about ways you can bring the outdoors in because that's really valuable and we don't always get that in everyday life especially if you're listening and you don't live in a more rural area if you're in an urban area it can be harder to find those green spaces and so when you do and there is something you can can do to enjoy that do that you know if you have a, a rooftop terrace and your apartment building go up there get some fresh air put out some plants do something that makes you feel like you're in an outdoorsy space even if you're right in the midst of a busy city and that can make a huge huge impact and thinking also local parks yes. if you have local parks i know we have i can pretty much identify at least a pond or mm-hmm. or type setting blue at a local park you could just sit down and then here in kentucky we have state parks mm-hmm. and they're spread out a lot around the whole entire state and they typically have type blue and green spaces for people yeah you can get both and you don't have to pay to just go and enjoy the state park mm-hmm. and they can be good day trips you know yeah. if you just have a saturday or, or a weekend that you want to go explore see what's around because there's a lot more green and blue spaces than sometimes we realize all around us and when you said talking about the small thinking you don't Mm -hmm. have to spend that full day Mm -hmm. one thing that my youngest really likes to do is eat outside and often I'm in the mindset of no we're just going to eat at the table it's just easier than dragging everything Mm -hmm. outside but if we can have a quick picnic at lunch even if we go outside in our backyard or if we pack something up and go to the park or go to the field then that's just it's not that hard to do sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm I make it a little harder than it has to be but that's just something small we can do yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you said that, too, because I was just thinking that, you know, my family lives on a farm. And so we have a lot of green space, not so much blue space. There's a little bit. We do have a creek, but lots of green space. And the kids do like to get out. And I, and I love that, that they can get out in nature and fresh air. But the other night we had um, a bonfire outside and we roasted marshmallows and had s'mores. And just even though it was dark out, we could enjoy the stars and we can enjoy the fresh air and we can enjoy each other's company. And so the outdoors can be so many different things and so many different activities so if it is just having a meal sitting outside enjoying the fresh air and the sunlight or if it's having a bonfire whatever works for you and your family being outside just is good for our soul i think so before i move on to my next segment i would like to ask you ladies what is one of your favorite nature memories so do you have any specific place you traveled to or an experience you had that was outdoors in nature that just when you think about the outdoors it comes to mind for you i will have to say for me i grew up on a farm and in the country and whenever i was younger i would go down to where part of our property joined and had a creek running right through it and then i would go down there and play in the creek go underneath the the bridge and play and but a lot of times me and my sister would take food and we would have a picnic down there on top of the bridge nobody i mean nobody drove on it it was just it's joined our property and we just go down there and have a good time and that was probably that's that sticks with me when i think about my favorite memory 
Mine is very similar. My brother and I would walk to the creek, and I remember throwing rocks in the creek. And occasionally, we would get really adventurous and think we were going to walk to what we called the big pond. I rarely made it that far, but I would get going, and then I would get a little scared and be ready Mm -hmm. to turn back. But that's always a fun memory So for me, it's going to be a trip, and you all were may have been able to participate in this trip we did um, for a work conference. We actually got to go to Montana and enjoy Yellowstone, and then when you said favorite trip, I was like, that's it, Mm -hmm. because that's not something we typically get to see every day, and I definitely have plans to go back, and that was just a, a great trip and to enjoy nature that way. Yeah, I missed out on Montana. So oh, you missed out. It was good. I'm still a little salty about it, but hopefully I get there later this year. So we're going back to Montana. So I hope to have that experience as well. So for me, it's also a trip. Um, right before COVID kind of changed everything, my husband and I were able to go on a trip with a, a couple friends of ours. And we did a road trip in Utah, Arizona, and Nevada. And just the landscape overall took my breath away. It was something I really, really enjoyed. And I want to go back there. It's definitely on my bucket list to do some more of the parks that are around that area. But one in particular day we went to Zion National Park and it was just amazing and the beauty of it just was something that you can't even look at the pictures and see it but there was a hike that my husband and our friends wanted to take and I started and it was a struggle for me like it was so hard I kept having to stop and breathe I was getting passed by an elderly man who hikes like once a week at this place so I was struggling and I really wanted to quit and I really wanted to go back but my husband stayed with me and we would stop and I just would be like, all right, let's go a little bit further. Let's go a little bit further. And I made it to the top and I'm really proud of that. And I have pictures of that experience. And that is just a piece of nature that not only was good physically for me, but self-esteem and emotionally to push through the pain and push through the struggle and accomplish that meant a lot to me. And I think that's when I I sort of fell in love with hiking and that pushing yourself past the limit and realizing you can really accomplish something you didn't think you could. You know, that's a physical feat, but it's a mental feat and it does so much good for us emotionally and mentally. So that is probably my very favorite memory in nature right now. But hopefully I'll continue to build on that and have some other memories in that realm and, you know, maybe in Montana later this year. All right, so we've talked about plants, um, green and blue spaces. Now let's talk a little bit about natural light. Lighting makes such a huge difference. Have you ever been in a space where the lighting was just not good? How did it make you feel? Well, number one, if it's dark, I can't see. Mm -hmm. So kind of scary. Yeah, yeah. I'm laughing because my house is always dark, or it used to be. It's not as dark anymore. But when it was just me, the lighting in my house is not great. And I always kept the blinds closed. So I don't think it made me feel a certain way. But I definitely notice a difference now that we keep the blinds open. Mm -hmm. 
So we have in our house both a really well-lit room with natural light and then one that it just seems like it's dark all the time. And I'm, I'll, I always feel, I guess, kind of frustrated. Like, mm-hmm. I just can't see anything. Or I don't spend a lot of time in there. And that doesn't, I guess it's a um, internal feeling that I, you know, don't really think about. But, yeah, we don't spend a lot of time in that place where there's not a lot of natural light. Yeah. I guess I need to go back and I need to say I cannot see if lights there just because my eyes do not allow me to be able to read anything in the dark so i like the dark my room needs to be dark when i go to bed because you know but it's still i mean i i like light so and now that you say that when i kept all my lights off i was more tired (laughs) (laughs) yeah it definitely affects our mood yeah um when we were building our house on the farm a couple of years ago, one of the things we wanted to do was make sure we had lots of windows to let in natural light. And then not only that, but when I was thinking about window coverings, it just kind of broke my heart to think about putting blinds over my view of the farm, of those green spaces, um, and of that natural light coming in. And so I decided I wasn't going to do blinds in this house. I did roller shades that when they're up, you can't even tell I have any window coverings. And when they're down, I have complete privacy. If I do want to go to sleep and I'm ready to kind of tell my mind to switch it off and get ready to rest. Um, So I think it definitely makes a difference. And I don't know about you all, but not just natural lighting. I do not like fluorescent lighting like in a building. It just kind of zaps you. It can make you have a headache. And so your lighting in the spaces you're spending a lot of time in can make a really big difference in how you're feeling not just emotionally but also physically um but sunlight itself actually releases serotonin and vitamin d into our body which we need both of those things and because of that sunlight will actually boost our mood and reduce our stress levels so there are certain times the year we don't get as much sunlight And so you don't kind of feel as energetic and ready to go. And sometimes you might feel more stressed. Your mood may be low. Do any of y'all ever notice times of the year when you just kind of feel like, I need sun? Oh, yeah. I think that's through the wintertime for me. Even though we have days that are sunny, it's just different and different from spring and summertime. For sure. I agree Mm -hmm. with that. It gets dark so early and stays dark for so long. Yeah, I hate it when you wake up and it's dark outside and then you get to work and you spend your whole day in an office and then you go to get back in your car to go home and it's dark again and you feel like you're just kind of living in a continual nighttime and you miss that and you wonder like, where is my daylight? Where What is going on? And there's actually um, a clinical disorder that goes along with this and it's called Seasonal Affective Disorder or SAD. And that's probably a pretty accurate acronym because without that sunlight, it does make us feel kind of sad. But it's a type of depression that's related to changes in seasons. And so individuals who experience sad um, notice that it will begin and end at about the same time every year. And typically that's in the fall and through the winter when we are getting less of those daylight hours and that exposure to sun and, and that release of serotonin and vitamin D. 
And so improving that natural light in our home can be important and it can improve our overall emotional, social well-being. And what they have found is this is especially true for women and younger individuals. I don't know why. I wish I could give you that answer. Um, But it is important, and I think it's probably important for all of us, no matter age or gender. But some things you can do is, first of all, like we've been talking about, get outside and enjoy the sunshine when you can. It's not always easy. It's not always possible. But what are some ways you think you can maybe get in some sunlight, even on those shorter days? Lunchtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Take, we, I'd say we talked yeah. about that a lot, but just lunch, just mm-hmm. eating outside or just taking a quick walk or something like that. Yeah. You could even sit in your car. You know, if it's mm-hmm. like really cold outside, sit in your car mm-hmm. and but be pointed towards the sun so it can come in on you and it'll warm you up too. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes you do get those nice winter weekends where you can get outside, like bundle up a little bit, but let some of your skin be exposed so you can soak in some of those rays and some of that vitamin D. Um, The goal would be to aim to get 10 to 15 minutes a few times each week of actual sun on your skin. And you don't need more than that. 10 to 15 minutes, it really does what it needs to do for that release of serotonin and vitamin D. And typically, you're not going to be at high risk um, for getting a sunburn in that amount of time. If you're going to stay outside longer, if you're doing a picnic or you know you're going to be out there, then obviously we want you to protect your skin because while we want to get the vitamin D, we don't want to go the other way and have other issues. But if you can just get out on a 10 or 15 minute walk on your break during work or just a quick lunch or just sitting in your car, all those things just take a small amount of time but can make a huge impact on your mood and how you feel. Yeah, that reminds me. My mm-hmm. son loves to be outside. Like if he go outside for five minutes and you come back in, he is crying, mm-hmm. like reaching for the door. So we have a huge picture window mm-hmm. and our couch kind of goes up to it. So he will sit on the back of the couch, look out the window and just look at the cars going by. Yeah, he knows he needs that vitamin D, yeah. that sun, he that green space, it. right? Yeah, he'll sit there for 30 minutes just watching outside. So sitting in the window, I guess, with my son is a way that yeah. I get some sun in the winter. <laughs> Absolutely. And when you can't get outside, because sometimes we have days and sometimes weeks on end where it's cloudy, it's dreary, there's just not a lot of sunlight. There are things um, like light box therapy where you can actually get lights that go in your home that can give you some of those rays that you need for your body to be able to produce those things we've discussed. And so that can help if you're finding that your mood's kind of low because you haven't had a lot of sunlight. That can be a good way. And it has shown that it can help with symptoms of depression and sleep disorders. And so it's obviously not a cure-all. Don't go out and say, this lady told me to get a light box and I'm going to cure my symptoms of depression or my sleep disorder. But it can be a good additive to what other regimen you're using to combat those things. So it may be something worth mentioning to your therapist or your doctor or your psychiatrist. Hey, would this 
just work well with whatever else is on my treatment plan. Or if you're just feeling low and maybe you don't have a diagnosed mental health disorder, but you just feel like I need some sunlight, this could be something worth just giving it a try to see if it helps just to get a little more light um, in a time of year when maybe you're not getting as much Also, it's shown that with consistent use, light therapy may be able to help reset your circadian rhythms and improve your sleep. And so, like you said, you need dark to be able to sleep. Light plays a big role in our brain and what triggers us to have our routines. And so if it's dark a lot, sometimes our routine and our rhythms can get off. And so we can combat that by having more light um, during the waking hours and then having more darkness when it's time to sleep to just kind of reset that internal clock. And one good thing you can do is like when it's time to get up, flip on a bright light. It It's kind of shocking to our system, but it tells my brain it's time to be awake. And so we will wake up quicker than if we try and like walk around in the dark because we don't want to jar ourselves. But then we're still sleepy for a while. You say that, and um, I don't have blinds in my house either. I have curtains, and so my windows are on my side of the bed. So as soon as I get up, I have to open up my curtains right then, mm-hmm. or I'll think that I'm going to go back to bed. I'm definitely going to recommend this podcast to my husband because mm-hmm. I open the blinds in the morning, and he's like, you're burning my eyes. <laughs> so that can say, I'm giving you light therapy. And so this maybe I can use that next time. <laughs> That's funny because actually... I am your husband in that scenario (laughs) because my husband will get up and he's like, throw up the shade. And I'm like, you're so mean. Why are you doing that to me? Even though I know it really is good for me. So you can tell him I feel his pain, but we probably should thank y'all for getting our rhythms to stay on tune to what it needs to be. So they're doing us a favor. You're doing us a favor. Thank yes. you. We appreciate your hard work. Well, make like, sure you tell your husband. I, I'll do that. I'll I, tell him to listen. For, I think, I think mm-hmm. that's funny because mm-hmm. me and my husband do the same thing to each other. So, <laughs> you know, it, it's vice versa that in our funny. house. <laughs> I'm the light flipper. I flip the light on immediately. <laughs> nice. And that's funny because you were the dark house yep. for a while and now you're the, the light. And now I'm like, on. everybody get it up. Nice. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So we've discussed our green and blue spaces. We've discussed natural light. And then another thing is outdoors and nature help us feel a connectedness. And it can be a connectedness to others if we're in those spaces together, or it can be more of a spiritual connectedness or a nature-earth connectedness, whatever feels right to you. But it's something where when you're outdoors, you just feel a connection to the earth um, and to those things around you um, and to something bigger than, than just us, I would say. And so planting things, that's a connectedness to the earth. You know, when you plant a garden or you plant a tree or or whatever it is, that's a great mindfulness activity. You really feel like you're being connected with the earth, with the the land around you, um, the spaces around you. And so that can be really good for self-esteem to be able to kind of have that mindfulness, that connectedness, and then see it grow from something small 
into something that is produces life and is and you know that can be a good connection have any of you had any kind of connections with with nature like that um, so for me, it's a garden. So at home, we have a raised bed garden. I've always enjoyed doing that. And we also have flowers. So I like to plant the potted flowers. And then a few years ago, we started a pumpkin business. It's Ooh. just like a roadside. It's nothing I like it. fancy, <laughs> but it's just, I like to grow things, obviously. So that gives me something to do in the fall. And it's, it's fun to see them grow and see which seeds work best and what people like. And so we just set them up on the side of the road and people just come and purchase them if they're driving by but it i do enjoy it and that's my experience with it it depends on what my mood is to be honest Mm -hmm. with you i'm telling you during covid i had the most prettiest ferns Mm -hmm. and outdoor flowers that i've ever had in my life and as soon as we was going back to work Mm -hmm. and everything and pick everything picking back up in life and yeah my green thumb went away so i didn't have Mm -hmm. time to to water them and baby them and grow them so it just really depends on what's going on yeah, so I do not have a green thumb at all, which is hilarious because my husband's a farmer. And so his whole career is based on making things grow from the land, and he's excellent at it. But I cannot keep a cactus alive. <laughs> like, seriously, I have coworkers who, who love plants, and they're like, what are you doing? I don't know. They're like, you cannot kill a cactus. I've done it three times. So I'm no longer trying because I feel bad for the cactus. So planting things doesn't really work for my connection with nature. But the other side of connectedness is practicing gratitude. And so nature is a really great place where we can practice mindfulness, meditation, prayer, and just having an appreciation for the things around us. And so that's where I feel more connected with nature. Um, Like I said, when we were in Utah and all these other states and these national parks, I'm in awe of nature and creation and these things that are so just dynamic and different and the different landscapes so for me i feel really connected to the earth when i can just sit and appreciate the beauty and the wonder of the different landscapes that we have all over this globe and i think that that is a really intense thing that you know you can really have an appreciation for the things you're seeing and the experiences you're having because it is bigger than us and it's so neat to be able to be just a small piece of that and so for me that's how i feel connected and so i wonder is gratitude or meditation or mindfulness or any of those things something that helps you feel connected to nature i have a morning gratitude practice and as you were saying that i was thinking i don't have a green thumb either i'm glad someone else Mm -hmm. doesn't but i was just thinking well i could go outside in the mornings especially now that it's it is getting warmer because just feeling the breeze just looking around, looking at the trees, even though sometimes they make me sneeze. Uh, (laughs) Just being outside and being able to be thankful for all of the things around me, that could be something that I could do. All right, ladies. I think this has been a good discussion about how the outdoors and nature can really benefit us on so many different levels, but especially with our mental health. I thank you for some great discussion, and I thank you all for listening. I want you to be thinking about how you can incorporate the outdoors and nature into your routine to positively impact your mental health and the mental health of your family. I encourage you to check out our show notes 
and also to go to mentalhealthamerica.org to check out their toolkit and their fact sheets for more information. Thanks. This is Life Simplified. Thanks for listening to Life Simplified. We are family and consumer sciences agents with the University of Kentucky Cooperative Extension Service. Contact us at lifesimplifiedpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you.